Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the College Gridiron Showcase watch list presented by the NFL Draft Bible, nfldraftbible.com, June 16th, 2016. And, of course, a couple of weeks ago, if you guys have uh, kept tabs on us, so the, the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list was released. We've already gone over the quarterbacks, the running backs, and uh, next up we got the wide receivers. Again, the watch list contains over 400 prospects. Um, and, again, we'll be going over the wide receivers this afternoon to keep an eye on for this upcoming season. As always, I am your host, Chris Shanafelt. The College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium kicks off January 7th, goes on through January 11th in Bedford, Texas. For more information and to view the watch list, you can log on to cgsallstar.com. For more updates on the College Gridiron Showcase and NFL Draft, visit nfldraftsbible.com and go to nucgold.com to subscribe. Of course, be sure to follow on Twitter at nfldraftsbible at CGS All-Star, and uh, if you have any questions regarding the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, please contact the co-founders of the game, Craig Red and or Jose Jefferson. And with that said, uh, it's a pleasure to welcome back onto the show one of the co-founders of the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, Jose Jefferson. And Jose, we're going to be diving into the wide receivers today. And uh, I just want to take a look at a couple guys from last year's game. I mean, Jakeem uh, Grant out of Texas Tech, he was taken in the sixth round by the Miami Dolphins. And then you got Juwan Breskison out of uh, Northern Illinois. He was taken, I believe, in the second or, or third round of the CFL draft. Um, if you can, I mean, talk about what you've seen from these guys last year for them to get their opportunity. And, uh, you know, if the NFL doesn't come calling, that doesn't mean it's the end-all, be-all, because at the College Gridiron Showcase, you have a number of different leagues uh, scouting for talent. Oh, I mean, it was, um, it was amazing to watch uh, both of them because there were two extremes of receiver. I mean, you have – uh, Reskison, which he's got to be about 6'4", about 230 pounds. And then you got his polar opposite, which Jakeem Grant is about 5'6", about 175 pounds. And so um, well, it looks like we may have lost them. Jose there. Hello? Jose, you there? Yes, I am here. I am sorry. I'm actually standing in sunny Minneapolis right now. So, um, can you hear me now? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? All right. It wouldn't be live radio if we didn't have technical difficulties. Hopefully we could get Jose Jefferson to back, call back in, and we do have that. Jose, you there? Yes, I am here. Can you hear me now? 
Yep, we could hear you fine. Uh, sorry, if you could go ahead and uh, go go on with what you were saying about Jose, uh, excuse me, uh, Juwan Breskison and, and Jakeem Grant, what they were able to show last year to earn their opportunity in uh, two different leagues. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, Breskison is, is a huge guy, you know, 6'4", 235, and then you got Jakeem Grant that's a, a whopping 5'6", maybe 175 pounds, and um, they both did their thing. I mean, uh, Breskison was, was just difficult for, for DVs to cover because he was just so big and, and you know, he's almost a tight end. And so, he, you know, you really kind of get in a, on a quandary because do you put a strong safety on him because a strong safety can't cover him, but a receiver can cover him, but he's going to get bodied. But I thought he did a great job and obviously he's going to do a great job in the CFL. And then um, the King Grant, I mean, that, that guy's like quicker than a hiccup, you know, just, just – it was it was funny to watch him because it was the D, between the DBs whenever he got the ball on a screen or anything short it was like watching a cat with a laser pointer. I mean it, it, they 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 couldn't do anything with him and and he's going to do some great things in the NFL especially in the return game. But um, like I said with the quarterback position being so prevalent in the NFL having different types of receivers is huge and and both of those guys on a team create. Um, matchup problems for anybody on the defense. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's funny. I mean, after the CGS, it seemed as if uh, Jakeem Grant's stock really rose. And, again, he, he was taken in the sixth round by the Miami Dolphins. Um, again, we're, we're focusing on the wide receivers in today's show, Jose. Is there a specific wide receiver in this year's class that you'll be keeping your eye on throughout the season? You know, um, I, being a former wide receiver, I, I kind of watch all of them and, and – uh, you know, the the sad thing about a receiver is that you can be as great as you want to be, but it's got to be the guy delivering the ball to you. And so if you don't have a guy that's, you know, consistently delivering the ball to you or, or is, is a, you know, prospect on that level, you really have to, you know, step up your game as a blocker. You have to step up your game on the return end and, um, or on special teams. So, um you know, not really. I, I just kind of wait and see who kind of steps into the fold, you know, once the season starts. But, I mean, obviously, you know, you got your main names and, and your guys at the big schools. But, um, you know, I like to go a little smaller and, and see those guys that are dominating on the lower levels. But um, no names in particular stand out. I mean, I'm a Cornhusker, so, I mean, I'm obviously going to watch um, uh, Wester Camp out of Nebraska. Um because I think he's kind of a tweener. Um, I think he could have a breakout year. Of course, he lives with his uh, his roommate, uh, Tommy Armstrong. So, I mean, he's got great connections, but it's going to be a matter of how he's going to break through to that next level. Instead of being just a, um, a big catch receiver, he's got to learn how to be an every-down receiver. Yeah, without a doubt, and of course the uh, the the off season leading into the NFL draft. I mean, you you see stock rise and fall for every position, but for wide receiver, I mean, the, the combine numbers, the all star routines, uh, really means a lot for that position. Uh, anything else you want to touch on before we let you go, Jose? Um, you know, I'm I'm just really excited with how things are rolling. We um we talked to quite a few new sponsors in uh, Bedford, um, Wells Fargo being one of them, Harley Davidson being another, and then Texas Health, and, and hopefully we'll get some things wrapped up with them here in the next month. And, and we're still grinding and working. I mean, just because we're one week out of the year, we still got to work the other 51 to, to, to get this thing rolling. So we're excited. 
Absolutely. Hey, Jose, thanks for uh, taking some time to jump on the show this afternoon, man. Uh, have a great day. You too. Take care. There he goes once again, co-founder of the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium, Jose Jefferson, uh, giving us a call in. And uh, with that said, again, we're focusing on the wide receivers in today's show. And uh, as always, I'll be discussing that with uh, Rick Saratella and Joe Everett, who joins the show now of, of course, NFLDraftBible.com. And uh, you guys, I guess with all that said, let's go ahead and uh, dive into uh, group one of the wide receivers on the 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. Uh, starting off, we have Mike Williams of Clemson. Uh, it seems like he's number one on just about everybody's list uh, heading into the season. Uh, number two, Rodney Adams, South Florida. Corey Davis, Western Michigan. Trayvon Durrell, LSU. Stacy Coley, Miami. Fred Ross, Mississippi State. Bug Howard, North, North Carolina, Josh Reynolds, Texas A&M, Jalen Robinette, Air Force. And to round it out, we got a, a former Bowling Green wide receiver now transferring to Alabama, uh, Garrick Dider. Uh, Joe, we'll, we'll kick things off with you. I mean, who, who's your favorite prospect in this uh, first group of wide receivers? Well, I, I think uh, we've got to talk about numbers three. or Like you mentioned, Christian, there's a you know some guys that are consensus number one. I don't think anyone's talking about Rodney Adams yet or Corey Davis as much. Uh, Corey Davis out of Western Michigan, the guy uh, just looks like Terrell Owens. He's uh, so good after the catch. Athletically, he should test extremely well. Um, his older brother, Titus, star receiver at Central Michigan, had a cup of coffee with the Chargers. Uh, I think he's on the Jets practice squad right now. He's mastered the route tree. Uh, I, I, I look at Corey Davis as close to a finished product, but him coming back for his senior year, I thought he could have declared early last year and got drafted. This way, um, coming out as a senior, he should be very uh, – I'm, I'm going to put him in the top 50, but Rodney Adams, I'd say, if I had to pick anybody from this top 10 group, um, the South Florida kid – he has just continued to thrive despite obstacles in his life. Uh, started off at Toledo, uh, moved closer to his family because he lost his mom in a car accident. But he has not looked back since. Uh, set the single-season record for uh, receiving touchdowns at South Florida. He was uh, voted by his team as most improved player of the year. He's a great kick returner, dangerous weapon on his end rounds and jet sweeps. But, but one of my favorite parts of his game, he is a phenomenal blocker. I mean, this kid is all in. Whether play is drawn up for him or not, he is just totally unselfish. And uh, I'd recommend watching UConn, Navy, Temple, and, of course, uh, Western Kentucky for a great sample size of his work. I just – Rodney Adams is the truth, guys. I'm I'm fired up about the South Florida kid. And, again, he's number two on our list, number three, Corey Davis of Western Michigan. Of course, uh, they're going to be without Daniel Braverman, uh, the, the wide receiver uh, who, who was just drafted by the uh, Chicago Bears in the seventh round. I believe he was uh, number two in the nation uh, in receptions last season. It's going to be interesting to see how, uh, you know, Corey Davis, I mean, he's going to get a ton more of uh, targets there at Western Michigan this season. Um, Rick, what about you? I mean, any players here? I mean, it, it seems as if for – the last uh, qu- quite a few years now, um, you know, we four or five wide receivers going round one. Uh, if you had to put your money on it, I mean, who who could you see going uh, day one? Well, first off, uh, 
you know, I'm all excited over here just listening to the show. I, I think it's great perspective. Uh, Joe's dropping the gems and the nuggets, as always. You get perspective from Jose, who was a uh, pro wideout. So, you know, the beautiful thing, we talked about guys like uh, Brokaskin and, and uh, Jakeem Grant, Texas Tech, Northern Illinois. Today we got guys from the MAC, the WAC, Conference USA. So, uh, some of these guys are going to make a lot of noise this year, but I think you guys really touched base on on the the top three anyway. I mean, Mike Williams out of Clemson. Uh, you talk about you know the underclassmen combine uh, debate, which is a, a topic for another show, another time. But here's a guy who could have been a first round pick a couple years ago. You look at the frame, a six foot four body, the the Clemson pedigree, guys like Sammy Watkins and DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, you know, and, and Mike Williams has actually been training, working out with Sammy Watkins uh, during the offseason, and he'll also be going up against a, another potential first-round guy in Cordrea Tankersley in practice every day at that, you know, Clemson Tiger facility day in, day out. So that's going to help, help his draft stock. Um, Rodney Adams, I mean, incredible talent. Joe touched on him. I mean, double-digit carries on the end arounds. Use this guy as an offensive weapon in any way they can. Uh, nearly 30 yards on kickoff returns and Joe mentioned his blocking prowess but he also had three special teams tackles so he's a guy flying down the field gunning uh making tackles and and definitely a guy who I think is going to really rise up the national radar throughout the season and Corey Davis I mean hey listen this guy's an incredible talent all-time Mac wide receiver when it's all said and done I think he needs 417 yards to set that record so somebody uh you know could could potentially uh sneak into the first round we've seen it before with a guy like joe staley coming out of cmu yeah and whenever you get guys uh you know uh, being reminded of a a terrell owens when, when watching your film i mean that's certainly not bad to say the least again you guys are tuned into the 2017 college gridiron showcase watch list show i'm chris shanafel we got rick saratella and joe everett of nfl draft bible uh here talking about the wide receivers moving on to group two we got gabe marks of washington state jehu chesson of michigan Edgar Allan Poe of Army, probably number one if we're ranking names. Um, Darius Rogers of USC. Michael Summers, Georgia Tech. Mac Holland, North Carolina. Trey Griffey, Arizona. Cooper Cup, Eastern Washington. Kenny Galladay, Northern Illinois. James Quick, Louisville. Uh, back to you, Joe. I mean, any players here that you could see elevating their status into that first tier that we just talked about during the season? I mean, who who do you think, in your opinion, has the most upside uh, in this group two list of uh, receivers? Well, this whole group has uh, got a ton of upside. I mean, we could do a podcast just uh, these ten guys, but uh, I'll stick to J.U. Chess, and uh, he could really rise if the Wolverines just, just get some better quarterback play, uh, kind of like – what Jose was talking about, he is linked to, was it be at Wilton State, Morris, I don't know if it's O'Corn, just get it done because J.U. Chesson should easily have double-digit touchdowns. He's so dangerous uh, in the red zone, just another guy he can create after the catch and a legitimate kick returner, just ask Northwestern all about it. Uh, they'll, they'll tell you plenty of information about his speed. I guess my only issue with Chesson is, I know he's fast. It's just I don't see it. I don't see him separate. It seems like all the passes he gets, it's contested. He's got the height. He's got the ball skills. It's just, you know, I want to see him refine uh, the game, get the get the route tree a little bit more expanded. Um, and then the other guy is Kenny Galladay. 
I know my, my affinity for Mac knows no bounds, gentlemen, but this Kenny Galladay from Northern Illinois, he just has a really nice body type, goes up, fights for the football. He locates and attacks it really quickly. He's, uh, I think he's mastered the over-the-shoulder catch. He's got the length, the speed, and all the all the great things. It's just another guy, uh, not a finished product right now. He's got to get consistent with his hand usage off the break. It, it seems like there's not a lot of um, crisp routes. Things are getting rounded off. And if you're listening, Kenny, I'd like you to add a little weight, but be that as it may. I think he's got playma- Playmaker written all over him, uh, just a flair for the fantastic. Watch his Toledo game. This one-handed catch for a touchdown is just that. Uh, it's A.J. Green-esque. So uh, there's some great parts about his game uh, with a with a big senior year. Kenny Galladay, he could really see his stock rise and uh, become that big playmaker for Northern Illinois. And, and yeah, I mean, Northern Illinois, they, they also have the running back that we discussed last week, Joel Bonio. Um, they, they have the running back, Juwan Breskison, uh, get drafted in the CFL, and, you know, they got a couple more uh, playmakers coming out this season. Um, Rick, what about you? What, which of these receivers in this Group 2 uh, tier could you see elevating their stack, you know, throughout the season into uh, becoming one of those top-tier wide receivers uh, when it's all said and done? Well, I think the list of names you just rattled off, I think all these guys are going to be playing in some sort of collegiate all-star game uh, after the season. But, you know, I think Joe stole the thunder a little bit. Jehu Chesson, I just want to focus on him a little bit more because he's a guy here in the draft Nick community you're hearing a lot of buzz about. And uh, from what I've been told is, you know, that here's a guy who's basically embraced the, the whole Jim Harbaugh philosophy and, and the mentality surrounding that Wolverines team. And uh, you talk about leadership high energy, hardworking. These are all the characteristics that NFL scouts want to see out of a player. So, you know, while Joe said maybe he doesn't separate uh, and doesn't have elite speed, but, you know, he's going to be a guy you can coach up and teach some techniques to. And uh, you know where you're getting. You're getting a guy who loves football. So, uh, also, I mean, Joe mentioned it. He could really bust out in a big way. You could even see his draft stock rise up into the day two area I know he had 12 total touchdowns last year eight eight receiving but you know you take a look at his first two years just 29 catches and then last year breaks out in a big way 45 catches so I look for him you know to keep trending upwards and then the other guy you know sometimes you got to have a little aflac in this business uh football you know not all these players are going to make it either on the flip side and you know Arizona Trey Griffey lanky prospect intriguing guy but if it doesn't work out he was selected in the 24th round by his daddy's team, Seattle Mariners. So he has a baseball career to fall back on if the NFL doesn't come calling. And I got to touch on number 18 on our list, Cooper Cup of Eastern Washington. Really a, a physical wide receiver. I mean, uh, certainly knows how to deliver a, a pretty good stiff arm. Um, he's shown that you can play both inside and out. Not the greatest athlete. Uh, you know, doesn't have the blazing speed, but uh, that, that hasn't slowed him down at, at least throughout the last three years. Some people thought that uh, you know he may have uh, may have uh, dropped in uh, dro- dropped in production last year without Vernon Adams. That wasn't the case. Actually, had his best year of his collegiate career last year with uh, Jordan West also on our list, throwing him the ball. And uh, you know, for, for the record, I mean, uh, for whatever it may mean, I mean Vernon Adams. Uh, did go on record and, and said that uh, Cup was the uh, best wide receiver hands down that uh, he, he's played with. And, of course, we know Vernon Adams was over at Oregon uh, last year. So that's uh, that's definitely a guy I'll be keeping an eye on. 
Um, moving on to group three, we got uh, Michael Rector of Stanford coming in at 21. Taewon Taylor of Western Kentucky, Daquan Ham- Hampton, USC. Corey Robinson of Notre Dame, actually he just uh, came out yesterday saying he'll uh, be uh, hanging up the cleats as uh, he suffered one too many concussions. Um, Tyler Winston, San Jose State, Quincy Adeboyo, Ole Miss, Robert Wheelwright, Wisconsin, Chance Allen, Houston, Jordan Westerkamp, uh, as uh, as Jose Jefferson pointed out at the start of the show, of uh, Nebraska, a Cornhusker there. And uh, we got Isaiah Jones of East Carolina uh, wrapping up the list at number 30. Uh, Joe, I'll go to you. I mean, who, who are a couple of guys on this list that you're going to be keeping an eye on uh, this coming season? Notre Dame's losing some early retirement. We lost Steve Elmer to politics, now Robinson to concussions. <laughs> Sorry, Irish. Um, I'll go with Michael Rector of Stanford, a very similar prospect to Kenny Stills, who came out of Oklahoma, was drafted by the Saints. Uh, both these guys, great release, clean off the line with a real third gear to just get deep at an instant. Um, both of them, though, not a finished product. Rector's had some stuff with coaching, um, not exactly a 100% clean prospect off the field, but what he brings, I just think he has that that adds a new dimension to an offense, and I just, another guy, I think he's going to attest extremely well, so just earmark Michael Rector, uh, see where he goes throughout this process, and then I think the best kept secret in in this whole wide receiver class, Robert Wheelwright, the major sleeper heading into the season just because he has not played a lot. Injuries have dogged him, but, um, you know, you want to back up those bowl games, Look at Wisconsin versus USC. He made this one-handed catch that just, you know, it sticks out in my mind. One of those wow plays. Uh, broke his tibia or fibula, I think, last year. So, cost him multiple games. But it just it strikes me as a guy who has the ability to be the leading receiver of that team. He could be the focal point, definitely a compliment. And uh, just poised for a breakout season, I think, for those Badgers. Uh, call him a a poor man's Kevin White. So I think uh, that, that group you named, uh, Robert Wheelwright sticks out as a guy who could really make some hay this year if all things go right. Okay, and, of course, he goes. He uh, was number 27 on our list, so uh, easily could see him uh, rising up the board and, and, of course, coming off that injury, uh, really keeping an eye on how he uh, comes back from that injury. And, uh, Rick, what, what about you? I mean, uh, any one or two favorites out of this bunch? I mean, uh, again, towards the end of the uh, group, or, or this is group three of the list, the uh, final segment of the show, um, but, but who's the guy that uh, it, it's going to be hard to uh, not not give some love to or, or uh, keep an eye on uh, once the season comes around? Well, I'll tell you, I mean, taking a look at this wide receiver class, it's shaping up to be very strong, very solid, and I think it's going to be a very deep wide receiver class. Of course, we'll see which underclassmen do declare, but, I mean, here we are talking about the third group on our list, and I'll give you a guy who's a dark horse first-round candidate. That's Tywan Taylor out of Western Kentucky, and I know he uh, dabbled, you know, explored, you know, declaring early this past season, uh, third in the nation in receiving yards, second in touchdowns, of course, high-powered offense. You take a look at that. Hilltoppers program on the rise, putting three guys in the NFL uh, this past draft. But you take a look at the measurables, and he's just a freak. You talk about his junior pro day where, you know, he ran, he was timed in the 4-3 range, uh, 39.5-inch vert, 11-foot-4 broad jump. But, you know, maybe most uh, intriguing at all, Joe's going to love this one, his 
glove size is double XL, and you know how the NFL is in armored with big hands. <laughs> and, you know, Battle's going to have to make some big gloves for these mitts because Taiwan Tyler, I mean, this guy's going to – if I had to pick one guy to lead the country in receiving, it would be this young man. And he'll be the focal point of that uh, Hilltoppers offense once again this season. As you mentioned, I mean, they're losing their quarterback, Brandon Dowdy, to the NFL. Uh, his fellow wide receiver uh, is a uh, uh, playing mate, I guess you could say, uh, in Jared Dangerfield and, of course, tight end Tyler Higby. So, uh, again, he'll uh, he'll have to do some big big things there for that with, uh, Western Kentucky Hilltoppers offense uh, once again and certainly has the potential to do that. Um, any final thoughts, you guys? I mean, uh, this is uh, the, the end, tail end of the show. Again, the wide receiver show, 2017 College Gridiron Showcase watch list. Um, Rick, you already said it, and I, I think it goes without saying. I mean, uh, once again, a very strong wide receiver class. Uh, it certainly looks like uh, in 2017. Yeah, and I mean, listen, that's just we just rattled off the the first 30 names on the initial watch list. Uh, you know, 45 on the uh, first unveiling of the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium watch list. And uh, Corey Robinson, you know, I heard some talk about he might have to hang up the cleats. That's really unfortunate. And, uh, you know, that just means another uh, slot is open on that watch list. So you can nominate a player now. Go to cgsallstar.com. We'll be taking player nominations uh, throughout the season. Of course, Joe, Chris, and myself will be at games every Saturday. you know, scouting talent for the College Gridiron Showcase and Symposium. And then, you know, NFL Draft Bible can't stop, won't stop, guys. I mean, and just because it's summertime doesn't mean we're act, not active. Uh, we talked about the, the high school recruiting, you know, satellite camps last week. Beach on there uh, by Urban Meyer, that that's really getting a lot of love. And, you know, you don't get a chance to see him speak behind the scenes too many times. So you kind of get a, a sneak peek. Uh, behind the scenes of what it's like for Urban Meyer to speak to potential recruits. And then, of course, this week, if you follow us on, on Twitter or uh, friends with me on Facebook, then you would you saw us down at the Ron Jaworski Celebrity Golf Challenge in, in Atlantic City this past weekend. And, you know, the stars were out, whether it was Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, Doug Peterson was in the building, Ed Tall jones uh, Fred the Hammer Williamson, and, we just started unveiling those interviews. Um, so, of course, check us out on YouTube, on the NEC Football Channel. And if you're listening right now on Block Talk Radio, click subscribe because we're going to be uh, doing these weekly preview shows every week. Uh, next week we'll, we'll hit the tight ends, and we'll just you know keep cranking it throughout the summer each week, previewing another position. And like I said, you know, you, you're not going to get perspective like this uh, on too many – programs uh you know you get you get inside perspective from the co-founders of the game uh of course joe everett's the number one draft guru in the nation chris i mean nobody has their finger on the pulse with the fcs better than you do so a lot of unique perspective on this show hopefully uh you know if you're tuned in listening you like what you heard you click subscribe and you know hopefully we taught you a little something and a nugget or two yeah, and that is a wrap for our College Gridiron Showcase Watchlist Wide Receiver Show. Again, click, click subscribe and stay tuned for our tight end show coming next week. Don't forget to log on to cgsallstar.com for the entire CGS Watchlist. Uh, again, over 400 names on that watch list, and we're not done. We're still accepting player nominees 
We will be accepting player nominees all season long. Very easy to do. Go ahead, uh, log on again, cgsallstar.com. Uh, you guys can subscribe, nucgold.com. Uh, you're home for the NFL draft and high school recruiting insider news. Established in 2002, NFL Draft Bible has been bringing you the names that you need to know first since 2002. Follow us all on Twitter at NFL Draft Bible, at CGS All Star, at Chris Shanafel, and Joe at Joe W. Everett. And uh, with that said, again, tight end show next, next week, uh, next Thursday. So uh, stay tuned.